Good morning. Time to talk about postcards from Vegas now. I want to say hi to Rob and Nikki Carter, who are from London. Good morning, guys. Good to see you. Morning. Good morning. Yeah. Hello. I've got lots of names of what you do here, so perhaps you should just tell me, artist, photographer, curator. Why don't you tell me? Uh, well, um, we've been working to... We're, we're a married couple, and we've been working together for... Uh, <laughs> for yeah. <laughs> for 15 years, and... Um, yeah, we work in all sorts of different uh, mediums. Uh, basically, our work's all about light and colour and form, um, but that takes uh, takes us to um, photographic-based artworks. We do a lot of work with neon, neon lights, mm. installations, films. Mm. Well, this this is going on at the space, which is at the end of Hollywood Road, 210 Hollywood Road. starts on November the 18th and goes until the 10th of December. When you say light, are you talking about man-made light as opposed to... Uh, the beautiful views sort of thing yeah man-made light when we've done some we've done some superchrome paintings uh, paintings with light onto straight onto incomplete darkness straight onto superchrome paper and we've used light sources anything from torches leds you know all sorts of different light sources to make those and we'd always been inspired by neon signs mm. when we've made our neon sculptures so They've always been a starting point for inspiration of colour and, and especially 60s ones. So with this one, we've actually bought the ready-mades and recreated them. Yeah. Um, Can we see this online, by the way, whilst we're talking? Is there anywhere people could check it out? Yeah, it's Cat Street Gallery. Cat Street Gallery. Yeah. OK. The fascination of neon is amazing because, I mean, you, we, you know when you see those old films of Vegas in the early days and everybody was like, wow. But what was your impression seeing the neon here? Oh, getting off the, it's, it's immediately um, apparent when you get off the plane and just how much light there is in Hong Kong compared with where we live in London. You know, there's maybe Chinatown or Soho where you get lots of neon light. But, mm. but I think even, even now it's such, such a shame. Piccadilly Circus now has been taken over with LEDs and video walls. As it's different. To the, it's very different now. And I think the last neon sign on Piccadilly Circus has just been taken down, which is such a shame. It is. Neon has such a fantastic quality of light to it. Is this because of the environmental issues and light pollution issues and stuff? Um, I think it's probably... In Piccadilly Circus, I think it's all down to, to commerce and the fact that Coca-Cola wants to play a video of their advert rather than just a static neon sign, which is such a shame. It's a bit boring, really, isn't it? Very boring. Very it's, boring. it's lovely to see Times Square still pretty neoned up, I think. Yes, although that will probably change too. But yeah. um, we're big fans of neon. I mean, it has such a lovely quality of light to it, the colours, the intensity, the fact that it is handmade, hand uh, blown glass blown and glass, exactly. bent, and uh, yeah, it's just a, a wonderful light. So, to work isn't it all about how different gases interact with each other to prefer different colours? Exactly. See, I've got National Geographic. <laughs> that's, <laughs> how I know, that's how I know. But also, it's very low energy. Surprisingly, we made a massive piece in um, London in, for a, a building for land securities, mm. and it was huge, and it was only the equivalent of lighting up nine light bulbs. People would think it's really messy, wouldn't exactly. they? But, but actually, it's not at all. What's, Very the low energy. what's the fascination? I mean, it is the most vivid colour. That's all I can think of. You know, you get a blue, it's this stunning cobalt blue. Yes, it's a seduction, really, isn't it? Yeah. But these are sort of brash, lurid, neon signs that we've recreated, but somehow, by juxtaposing them with the ready-made you know, 50s and 60s postcards, they become quite subtle and seductive and aesthetically... So you've, taken, you've taken these old pictures blown them up and added the neon on top so yes we've combined two ready-mades i had a uh, postcard collection well we both 
collected postcards when we were Mine younger. Was very poor compared with uh, <laughs> Nikki had postcard collection envy actually when she saw my postcard collection, uh, which was several thousand. And we sifted through those several thousand postcards and collected um, literally a handful, from which we enlarged maybe 50, 60 times. Uh, and then we've juxtaposed those with... And red shrunk the neon. And shrunk the neon signs. Well, even looking at the prints here, it's very striking. What kind of postcards were you into? Anything? Well, we did about 150 mock-ups um, originally, hmm. um, putting the, the, the image, figurative image, with the writing. And it was so hard to actually whittle it down to, you know, 20 pieces that uh, we finally ended up with because the, the associations can be too obvious. Um, you know, you wanted a bit of a jarring, but also for them to aesthetically sit together, but also so that the viewer makes their own um, narrative. I can't see any pattern here from what I'm looking at. I mean, that's great, artistically random. We, we've got we've got um, one that says blue skies, and it's like a star, and that's on top of some flowers. So you've got circles and straight lines. Then in the next picture, you've turned a, a tornado into an ice cream or something. Just by adding that curly stuff uh, on. Yes, and, and I think the way we operated originally was uh, pick ones that worked visually very well, and, and then the kind of narrative comes later from, you know, from the individual, from the viewer. Um, but when we look back now at the collection of, of 20 or so that we, we've got in the, in the show, um, the postcards and the neon seem to come from around the same sort of uh, time in history, the 50s and 60s and right. early 70s. Do you think there's something with colour that there is in music? If you hear a, you know, a, a nice piece of classical music, you go, oh, that works. And then you hear something that you can't get your head around, like a modern piece. Ugh, is it the same with colour? So you might want a blue, but it has to be just the right blue. I think everybody has a gut reaction to colour. And that might not be the same colour all the way through their life, but they get a certain feeling, and especially colour combinations. Mm, you know. mm, I'm, I'm really picking that up from looking at the pictures so here. So in that way, they were a natural progression from our previous work. Um, Which was? Uh, these well, light paintings and abstract um, neon light sculptures and light installations. We've had uh, several exhibitions um, in the Museum of Neon Art in Los Angeles, yeah. um, the Victoria and Albert Museum in London, um, where we've shown that sort of work and photograms. And so we worked mainly in the abstract before, and now this is become figurative. Both Brilliant. In, in the, in the check out check out the pictures we're talking about at the Cat Street Gallery website. Do you do your own engineering, or do you have somebody else do it for you? Someone makes up the neon, yes. In fact, he's a, a guy of 75. Wow, I bet he's um, good. <laughs> I know, he's amazing, and a company called Neon Circus. Um, but he works for them, and he's, you know, obviously a real artisan at it. What do you think... Because there are neon signs and neon signs. Some sort of, but these are kind of beautifully fabricated. They certainly frankly. are. They're, they're fabulous. <clears throat> what, what do you think was the iconic? What were the iconic images of the day? The, the, you know, the, the, the Vegas... Images. I've, there's one here of a sort of a, a very tall, leggy woman looking in a different direction. I mean, that would obviously be quite, you know, characteristic of the vibe. But what other things did they like? Oh well, in the fifties, there's obviously the famous cowboy and cowgirl, and a lot of the big casinos really went over the top in there in in, in a beautiful way. Mm. With their neon signs uh, when they first started attracting mm. uh, people to people to um, Vegas. But I think neon was originally invented for the for the motor trade to sell cars back in uh, 1912, I think it was, uh, where the garages would employ neon benders to, to create bigger and better signs for their, for their showrooms. There's a real history here, isn't there? Mm, Absolutely yeah, brilliant. Yeah, so some of these still exist and some of them don't exist anymore, which is quite nice to have brought them back to life. You must have a heck of a lot of this stuff, um, maybe on a website of your own, do you? Uh, we, we have the same images that the Cat Street Gallery have on our website of, of, of this, which is robinnick.com. Nice. 
Um, just uh, wondering what other, what other projects you've, you've got your teeth into before this, what other sorts of areas? Yes. Um, you can see all that on the website. Yes, you can have a look at that on, on either website. And we had a, a show of the light paintings we we're talking about, um, which are kind of quite poppy, kind of which were quite well known for the Cibachrome circles, mm. uh, spectrum circles, and uh, Mandy Mandy Darbo at Cat Street Gallery showed those uh, last year. Okay. So, do you know the pictures? The, the pictures themselves, obviously, I suppose it's to do with the photography of the day. They've got these very deep colours, haven't they? That probably we wouldn't get with digital photography. Um, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. Unless and, uh, <laughs> a lot of them have been hand tinted. I mean, back back in the day when these were taken, they would be taken on a large format plate camera, so the photographer would be under his under his hood. Um, okay and he might only take a handful of shots a day. And then the actual prints will be hand-tinted. Hand, hand and it's actually fascinating, as we've uh, scanned these in and then in, enlarged them to the size that they are in the gallery now, some up to six or seven foot, Brilliant. you can actually see those little brush marks of the, of the hand-tinting yeah, really that you can't actually see with the naked eye on, on, on the, on the ready-made. Yeah, on the uh, original, you don't see it, but when you blow them up, you do. Interesting stuff. And it must be difficult to do that because... You know, it wasn't yeah, this razor-sharp position. Absolutely. So that's some of the charm of it. And also, when they've been handled and, you know, one was on a pin board of Rob's when he was a child, and so it's it's not, you know, we've left, deliberately left all the creases and the fingerprints and the pinholes and all the kind of tarnished bits in. We haven't sort all of touched anything blemishes. out. And also, all also you can see the printing process from the 60s is the bend-dot printing process where you can see all the little tiny dots when they're pixelated and the, and, the, and the noise in the photographs which is uh, it's brilliant stuff postcards from vegas from the 17th until uh, early december by robin nicky carter you were talking about collecting postcards before what other kinds i mean you know there was the big thing about the naughty postcards in england i don't suppose you went down that avenue did you uh, no but you can see in the front of the catalogue that was sort of wow. expanse it was quite an immense collection. Um, Rob got all his um, relations and everyone to send him postcards as well, so it wasn't only him collecting, it was people collecting so on it was, his behalf. it was random, there was no particular thing you made. No wanted. particular thing, but then obviously it became very concise and I think it was a way of getting more postcards sent to me while at school. I just told people I collected them and suddenly I was getting more posts than anybody else. Interesting, the concept of postcards in the first place. I don't know if we see them too much these days. No, I know. It's, in that way, it's very nostalgic. Yeah, it certainly um, is. It makes us show our age, I think. Because so. <laughs> yeah. um, it's much nicer than taking a picture on your phone and emailing it to somebody. I know, I know, and it's something tangible to keep and and yeah exactly it's it's sad what do you, th the, what, what the do you think of sending post full stop is kind of dying isn't it oh totally what do you think their i don't know their role was their their purpose was in the anyway you know it's the wish I you were here thing the or... glamorous side of travel in those days as well you know it'd be you know it was now obviously travel's more accessible to everyone there's a little bit of showing off I'm there was sure a little of showing off i think it's, it's more of the bet you wish you were here that's more like yeah. it that's more like it. Yeah. it. Makes you know. Sometimes when you sit down and talk about stuff like this, you're like, well, what has email and the internet pretty much killed? Well, as you say, the postal service and anything connected to it. It's. I suppose we have to move forward. I don't know. I know. <laughs> yes. I don't I think know. I've got a postcard since I was a kid. Well, I haven't got a letterbox we'll anymore, so I can't. <laughs> we'll send you one. <laughs> might be the problem. Thank you. Brilliant stuff indeed. So but how long? Do you do you come along? Um, tomorrow night to the private beat as an invitation. Oh, thank you. Okay, I'm now so. invited. See, you could have liked me on Facebook, but you've given me one for real, and it's so much better. Lovely to talk to you, and thank thanks to the guys at the space and uh, Cat Street for fisting it up.